So now that more people have come, I would just like to spend five or ten minutes discussing. You see, for instance, he comes for the Thursday Gita class at eleven thirty. So he has requested. He has requested if it is possible to have it on some other day than Thursday. Say Wednesday, if it's okay, or Tuesday, or some other day. It would Wednesday be okay with you, sir? Uh, with Srila? Huh? Acha. Manan. Okay, sir. Uh, what time would that be? If we can listen. Time. Uh, Same time. On Wednesday. Huh? Same. Same time. Or you would like to keep it little later or earlier? Three o'clock. So. Works for me. Now. For the benefit of those who have come today, we will just take ten minutes to cover the earlier uh, session briefly. You see, first of all, what is the life divine? It's a major work. It's Sri Aurobindo's. what they would call magnum opus main philosophical work what does it seek to do it basically attempts at making a coherent statement regarding the cosmos this world in which we are etc the important phrase is coherent statement that is to say it should be a statement which should have no internal contradictions it should be smooth and continuous so that is what the and there are any philosophical major work seeks to do the same thing so this is the primary function of the life divine now in this what it does is it answers what we normally call the eternal questions the eternal questions are those related to this world and our existence and experience of it in other words how did this world come about by itself or was it created and if somebody created this world what sort of person is that creator so these are these basic questions and the strange part of it is that this book runs into 1100 pages of fine print but you can sum up the content in two words diagnosis and prognosis diagnosis seeks to discuss how imperfection disease shortcomings crept into the scheme of things ye sab kahan se aaye from where did they come and why and then the next question is having come having come into existence what is the future we are they going to be always like this 
or will things change prognosis is analysis of the future course of development and diagnosis is the analysis of the past now in order to do this diagnosis and prognosis these are terms borrowed from medical science so first of all we have to determine what are the parameters of a healthy organism say for instance the human constitution what is what is the normal pulse rate what is the bp what is the sugar level etc etc once we determine the parameters of normalcy only then we can know whether there is any deviation or not so the first attempt so this like the live divine it has i think total number of chapters is 58 दो पार्ट है और ये अट्ठाईस as we have discussed briefly a clear plan they are not random and the plan is if you will understand it goes like this the entire life divine has two parts book 1 and book 2 book 2 has two parts part 1 and part 2 book 1 has no parts it is just book 1 the title of book 1 is omnipresent reality and the universe in fact in the life divine there is a chapter reality omnipresent omnipresent reality and the universe tells you the origin of this universe what went into its manifestation what 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 was responsible for its coming into existence into its being the nature of that source from which the universe came into being when you when we discuss the source of this universe the source is sachidanand which means pure existence pure consciousness and pure bliss now if this is the source of this universe our experience of this ex universe is just the opposite we don't see pure existence we see constant change we don't see <coughs> pure consciousness we see where is pure consciousness here there is no consciousness and ananda as you know our life has so many problems and i mean we cannot say that all of us lead blissful lives so then the next question arises that if the source of this universe is such a supreme then it should be an organism it should be absolutely healthy how did it develop 
all these imperfections and diseases that is why book 2 overall title is the knowledge and the ignorance and dash the spiritual evolution but this is the subject matter of the entire book book 2 but book 2 has two parts part 1 the infinite consciousness and the ignorance that is the point from where did ignorance come and book part 2 of book 2 is the knowledge and the spiritual evolution that is to say what is the future of this universe or of this creation so this is more or less the plan of the life divine now coming to some general remarks i had mentioned it earlier also that life divine is a strange sort of addiction either you don't get addicted to it and you just keep it away but if you get addicted to it then everything else becomes meaningless it loses all significance and yesterday i was discussing with um, ojas that there is that russian dish it is called in english it is called kaviar but i thought it's meant it is the russian name also but he told me that's not the russian name the kaviar is a peculiar dish if you like kaviar you won't like anything else and if you like other things you won't like kaviar life divine is like if you get into that addiction into that hang of it then you don't feel like reading anything and you get this impression that if there is anything as the truth absolute final the truth then it is contained in this this is the i mean if impact of the life divine so this is more or less the gist of what we discussed on monday now i will proceed with discussing some of the important phrases and concepts which we need to understand if we have to read the life divine on our own the first is brahma brahman brahman means everything it's as simple it's not simple but it means that brahman is everything and brahman is a term central to the vedantic philosophy and the life divine to a great extent accepts the vedantic philosophy one of the basic principles of the vedant is that only the brahman exists only brahman exists now this term appears to be quite simple but the implication is the corollary what follows is that if something exists it must be brahman if something exists it is the brahman because only brahman exists and secondly if it is not brahman then it cannot exist 
these are the two you can say tenets or pillars of the vedanta brahman as i said is everything brahman has in it this power of maya maya has been interpreted differently by different philosophers in shri arbindo's interpretation maya is maya does many things but primarily it is the power of bringing about self differentiation in the brahman Uh, brahman mean anything that exists is brahman because only brahman exists okay so does it mean that uh, this life is brahman yes that is the point that is the point. only brahman exists so if this is the whole difference between shri arbindo and shankaracharya if something is not brahman it cannot exist and if it exists it has to be brahman but brahman has nothing to do with something that is pulsating with life of something that is secondary that is secondary but brahman is everything begin with that now what you are uh, uh, the question that you are raising is the nature of brahman we'll come to that but first let us get some some basic concepts so here. if we can briefly discuss it why did <coughs> shankaracharya not arrive at that <coughs> you got that i'll get it <coughs> shankaracharya ji said that reality is a coherent statement reality is free from internal contradiction <coughs> if you look at this world there is self contradiction <coughs> so it is not brahman with this power of maya exists at three levels like h2o we never see h2o we only see its different forms we see it as ice we see it as vapor and we see it as liquid similarly brahman is the transcendent the cosmic and the individual self the antaratma or jeevatma the cosmic is the ishvara and the transcendent is it has various terms paratpar purushottam etc generally the upanishads refer to it as that but so this is the first nature of the brahman that it is it is experienced only in these three ways when i spoke when acharya ji asked about 
this light and all this is brahman as the cosmos everything here is the brahman now no doubt brahman is beyond speech beyond description and beyond avachaniya avarnaniya beyond description beyond uh, articulation it cannot be expressed in words but even so intuitively and by other means we get some glimpses of the essential nature of brahman and that glimpses that it is satchidanand essentially the brahman is satchidanand so the first concept that we will discuss today is the nature of satchidanand sat is normally it means truth sat sat or uh, satcha jhuta but its original meaning is that which exists when we say that something exists it seems quite obvious but if you ask yourself what do we mean when we say that something exists what is the meaning of that statement when do you say that something exists huh no if it has already always existed mirambika is present there but we are present here does it exist or no when we say that something exists think over this way it is subject and subject when we say that something exists what do we mean mind you is it seems to be a very simple question it has dogged western philosophy for 3 400 years well, first it started with one christian theologist father ansel then descartes then others then hegel and kant and oh it's goes on this problem notice kar yes basically when we say that something exists it means please listen very carefully because these are tricky things it means that it has the capacity for becoming an object of experience take for instance a distant galaxy 13 billion light years away it is only now that we have we are discovering its existence because of that hubble and so many uh, uh, extra terrestrial uh, uh, measuring instrument instruments but does it mean that it didn't exist till then it existed it had the ability that ability got translated into experience later on but it was there that is the point whether it was it was actually experienced or not is a secondary question the primary question is that it had that it retained that ability all the while to become an object of experience this is the fine real meaning of sat ability to become an object of experience next we come to chit but it will never cease at galaxy as it means that it doesn't exist it has the ability ha ah, but not necessarily that that ability has translated into actuality that is the point and if it doesn't have a ability 
Pardon? Suppose we never can reach such state of consciousness that we can perceive the sunset. But can we say that this all the same exists because Brahman sees No, th that we will discuss hmm. in a subsequent talk. That is also a very interesting question. How does that supreme reality view this world? That is your basically your question. What is the nature of experience of that supreme reality regarding this world? It's a very interesting question. Actually, I thought that the sign of existence of something if the Brahman can somehow perceive or whatever. Well, I think we'll come to know later on. So, intuition. intuition and other things and the that that uh, question is part of a very interesting question the paradox of knowledge that is to say knowledge is self-destructive we'll discuss it it's, it's an interesting question anyway so now we come to ability to become an object of experience is the nature of existence. Chit means consciousness. What is consciousness? A dog may not be self-aware but he is conscious. Pardon? Yes, we'll come to that. The, 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 the difference between consciousness and self-consciousness. Self-consciousness is something peculiar to human beings. That is to say, consciousness in human beings can turn on itself. In animals, when a, see, when a dog is sleeping, and suddenly there is a loud noise. The dog wakes up. So it is sleeping and it is awake. If a human being is sleeping and there is a loud noise, then the human being wakes up. And after some time, he can also become conscious of the fact that he is now awake. That is self-consciousness. A dog doesn't know that it is awake. It is either awake or sleeping. But it is not aware of its awakening. This is self-consciousness. Anyway, so the word chit in Satchidanam has two parts. Actually, it is chit shakti. And that is why in the life divine, In the life divine, the actual philosophy starts with the ninth chapter. You can say eighth or ninth chapter. Eighth is methods of Vedantic knowledge and ninth is the pure existence, what we have discussed just now. But it is one of the toughest chapters and what its opening paragraphs are examples of fantastic prose writing. Fantastic prose. The opening paragraphs of the ninth chapter. And we'll study them in due course. At least those paragraphs. So, Chit Shakti, if you see the ninth chapter, the tenth is conscious force. It is not just consciousness. It is conscious force. Chit Shakti. But first, let us see what is the meaning of chit, what is the meaning of consciousness. Consciousness is the ability to undergo experience. So the experience, the ability to generate experience is an attribute of Sat 
the ability to undergo that experience generated by sat is chit and last time i gave the example to acharya ji and anand it's like a tv tower the tv tower is constantly emitting signals that is sat now if a particular tv set or antenna catches those signals that is chit chit is that receptivity of experience generated by sat is that clear what shakti is we'll discuss later so this is chit consciousness is the ability to become to undergo experience then comes ananda ananda is the change that comes into chit when it undergoes experience take for instance you you like some particular dish sweet dish ice cream or whatever so when you taste that ice cream it generates certain sensations which you like and you enjoy so basically that generation of sensation is a kind of disturbance created in the uniform matrix of chit those ripples you can see that is ananda but what needs to be understood is that at the level of satchidananda there are two types of ananda there is the ananda of self experience and there is the ananda of generated experience i'll give another example it is not that if you are not eating a dish which you like you are unhappy you can still be quite happy even though you are not eating but that happiness is a, is your own self generated happiness but the other happiness is the happiness derived from that you can say ripples in that chit caused by the experience generated by sat and we go back to the example of the tv tower or the radio signals the tv tower emits signals a tv set captures them that music is produced and you enjoy the program this is in simple terms that we have discussed the relationship of sat chit and ananda now coming to chit shakti chit shakti is you can say you see that that consciousness is not only a passive consciousness which receives sensations generated by sat it can also react it can also act based on that receptivity that is shakti we so to understand the relationship between chit and shakti <coughs> the simple example is of i mean these are very simple examples don't press them the example is of 
someone who has there are three kinds of people normal paralytic and parkinson's disease a normal person can raise his can move his hand at will when he wants to a paralytic so he has chit and he has shakti when he has that consciousness he decides i'll move my hand he will move his hand in the case of someone who has parkinson's disease <coughs> he has shakti he has chit but he has shakti but no chit that decision making power is not there so that hand moves involuntarily <coughs> in the case of a paralytic he has he has chit but no shakti he is a paralytic person is conscious he wants to move his hand but he can't because he has no shakti so in the case of satyadanand he can do what he wants that is the difference so i mean coming on to the worldly level it is what a normal human being he can move his limbs at will that is the you can say analogy of chit shakti and ananda is of course the other thing to be understood is the difference between ananda and ordinary happiness we in the case of satyadanand every sensation which chit receives is a source of ananda it is <coughs> at the human level that we interpret sensations as pleasant unpleasant likable unlikable etc but at that level it is only ananda and we have that fantastic sentence in the life divine states of consciousness there are see the poetic way in which he puts it. a normal person would have said there are states of consciousness states of consciousness there are in fact this is the uniqueness of life divine it is philosophy and poetry together it's a very rare combination states of bertrand russell has an essay a free man's worship that also is like that and mind you that essay by bertrand russell a free man it's a long essay a free man's worship was sent to shirdi and shirdi went through it and he said oh i did not know <laughs> that the mathematician was also a poet this is shirdi's remark about bertrand russell's essay anyway so that is why they have there is that sentence states of consciousness there are in which pain is the violent backwash of the waters of universal delight that is to say universal delight is like a river it is flowing like you see at haridwar harki pod sometimes the ganges is flowing with full force sometimes it dashes against a boulder then it creates a backlash that is that also is a form of delight so one delight is in the flow this way the other delight is in the flow in the opposite direction but at the human level we interpret this as pleasant and that as unpleasant but actually they are different flavors of the same experience they are only different kinds of ananda so this is the nature of satyadanand now we saw the one of the major important terms is satyadanand 
apart from creating these three levels of the transcendent the cosmic and the antaratma the maya does other things also and that is that is its primary function the other is it the at at the secondary level after that supreme maya you have what shri arbindo has called the super mind the super mind maya and the vedanta is measurement yes measurement is you are absolutely correct but measurement where where you create difference see if there is uniform flat surface measuring means what delimitation isn't it when you measure you delimit so delimit is basically creating difference in an in an extensive surface that is the point maya is delimitation but basically that delimitation is a manifestation of the power of self differentiation it can bring about measurement in itself <coughs> the implication of what you say is that the brahman is not a prisoner of his infinity he can bind himself in limited form that is the point so the secondary function of maya brahman as in limited form mein bandhne ke jo kshamta hai wo maya aise aise samjhe maya kai kuch hai acha usheer bin ne jo bataya hai first of all it is the power of self differentiation <coughs> by which h2o becomes water vapor and ice secondly the power of maya is the infinite being able as as they say the infinite is not a prisoner of his infinity he is he has that power of defining himself definition means what <coughs> you draw a parameter you you separate it from the rest so delimitation <coughs> is the ability by which brahman which is otherwise infinite through the operation of maya becomes finite Do you put him as why? So when I say that Maya is a measurement, when I talk to you, in 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 all our behavior, I I feel I have to be the person. When I think of it, when I say, you know, all our behavior we are measuring. The way I behave with my wife is not the same thing I behave with another woman. You know. ट्रेटेड the the operation of maya i'll tell you 
supposing you are traveling on a highway right and it's stretching far and you don't see anything at where the highway meets the horizon you don't see anything not seeing anything we let us call it none none means n o n e not one not even one nothing none when you come a little nearer then what you see is one green patch green patch that is one the none by maya has now become the one when you by the power of maya that none that brahman has become the one again by a further operation of maya that when you approach that green patch a little more then you start seeing that it is not a uniform green patch but there are certain differences that is all so none to one to all when you approach further then you see that there are branches there are tree there are uh, leaves there are fruits etc so none to one to all to each then you see the many when you focus further then you see the each but this is coming to um, i think this has relevance to what he said when we focus on the each on the particular we lose the perspective of the whole but this is the difference between our limited experience of our limited consciousness this is the difference between this and this consciousness of the supreme that even when it is focused on the each it has not lost sight of the all and the many and the one the two are simultaneously present to its experience so this is this now coming to <coughs> when you read the life divine it's obvious that you the term super mind is used again and again super mind also is i mean you can almost treat it as synonymous with maya for all practical purpose but there is difference so what is the super mind super mind also is many things super mind firstly is the power of self awareness of the satyadananda it is through the super mind see when i use these terms and i use this kind of language it seems as though these things are successive and different actually it's all fused into one see satyadan is it is the power of self awareness self recognition of satyadan in other words through the super mind the satyadanan knows itself as satyadan it is that self awareness which we discussed see when you are half asleep in the morning the first stage is you are half awake you are conscious but you are not fully awake when you become fully awake then it's like that computer which used to take a long time to boot the f- the first thing will happen is you will become conscious of the fact that you are who you are i am ashok ji 
my son wife relatives mother all these all those you can say uh, configurations will start coming to the forefront and then you will realize that through the super mind the sachidanand knows itself that i am pure consciousness bliss and existence it is through your self consciousness that you know yourself fully as long as you are only conscious you don't know yourself you only know the world but when you become self conscious then you know yourself who so, so so when you were sorry so when you were saying that there's a difference between uh, say a dog and a human being the human being has the ability to be self conscious unlike a dog so is that what super mind is the unique the uh, relationship between super mind and sachidanand is this it is the power of self awareness or self recognition of the sachidanand which is unique to human beings no it is, uh, is unique to yes it is through the super mind that the sachidanand knows itself that i am the so it is the ability of the sachidanand to be aware of itself <laughs> Yes, through that super mind. Through the super mind. So you can we can say in a way that super mind is a consciousness which links world to Sachidanand. This is what I said. The super mind does many things, but the primary role of the super mind is the power of self recognition of Sachidanand. Sachidanand knows itself that I am Sachidanand. the and it it knows the contents of itself i am sat chit shakti and anand this is the first role of the super mind <coughs> the second role is that sachidanand the super mind also knows that sachidanand has infinite possibilities and the super mind is as i said it is the it is through the super mind that the sachidanand knows itself so the super mind is you can say a taker of stock of the infinite possibilities contained in sachidanand mere paas account mein itne paise hain mere paas wo hai mere paas ye hai ye aata hai nahi a better example is take for instance bismillah khan that great shahnai player he has mastery over 20 ragas or 50 ragas whatever so it is the super mind that knows that sachida it is the you can say self awareness of bismillah khan that tells him that he has mastery over 50 ragas so this is the primary second is one of the major functions of the super mind and in the life divine you have these chapters this one is this chapter 13 the divine maya divine maya then see the super mind as creator what does the super mind create the super mind is not you see remember one thing in the context of the vedant creation is not bringing out a rabbit from inside a hat like a magician does creation means giving expression to what is already there srishti srishti means release visarjan 
सो यू रिलीज ओनली वॉट यू होल्ड यू कैनॉट रिलीज समथिंग विच यू डू नॉट हैव दैट इज क्रिएशन इन दो द सचेदानंद हैज इन्फिनिट नंबर ऑफ पॉसिबिलिटीज सो फर्स्टली द सुपर माइंड टेक्स स्टॉक ऑफ ऑल दोज पॉसिबिलिटीज बट फॉर ए ह्यूमन कॉन्शियसनेस टू अंडरस्टैंड हाउ वन कैन टेक स्टॉक ऑफ इन्फिनिट पॉसिबिलिटीज इज समथिंग वी डोंट अंडरस्टैंड बट दिस यू अंडरस्टैंड दैट वॉट एवर द पॉसिबिलिटीज इन साइज सचेदानंद दिस सुपर माइंड इज हैज फुल नॉलेज ऑफ दैट दैट इज दे then it proceeds to create create means what to give expression to the those possibilities but like bismillah khan when he is going to play a particular raga he won't play all the 20 at the same time so what will he do he will give expression to one that is the triple status of the super mind there is a chapter here the super mind as creator the supreme truth consciousness chapter 16 is the triple status of the super mind the triple status of the super mind is this first of all it has three statuses the comprehensive consciousness the apprehensive consciousness and the blissful dualism the the comprehensive consciousness is this <coughs> that when you invite bismillah khan to perform he will ask you what is the occasion is it a marriage or is it a inauguration of a grand building or some inaugural function what is the occasion so he knows all the 50 ragas he has in his mind but once you tell him that this is the occasion <coughs> what will he do he will begin a process of selection <coughs> that is one by one he will decide which raga is suitable for that occasion right for instance on a marriage function he won't start playing a raga for which is meant for a funeral or something so that process of selection is apprehensive apprehensive consciousness to apprehend means to capture to apprehend a thief means to catch catch hold of so the apprehensive consciousness is the super mind focusing on each individual possibility out of that total number of possibilities present inside the comprehensive consciousness having selected those certain possibilities then he will finally select one raga and then he will proceed to play that raga the impeccable blissful dualism means he has separated one possibility out of all the rest and now he will give expression to it and in the process he will derive <coughs> it's not that bismillah khan will play the shanai only for money he'll enjoy it that is bliss so the super mind the triple status of the super mind is first it takes note of what are the various possibilities selects one possibility selects some possibilities and then proceeds to manifest to give expression to them
so i think this is enough for today more than i i remember in pondicherry there was a parsi gentleman his name was soli albless brilliant intellect brilliant but he was a little eccentric he was friendly with my father and once he told my father that so and so came to me for understanding the life divine and i gave and i spoke and i explained the life divine to him continuously for 4 hours and next day he got diarrhea <laughs> so i would you do jab raag shuru प्ले करना शुरू कर दिए ये थीम थीम को सेलेक्ट करने के बाद हाँ उसमें फिर एक प्रोसेस ये भी है कि फिर वो मैच करके देखेगा कि जो मैंने प्ले किया वो मेरी इंटेंशन के साथ कैसा फॉर ऑर्डिनरी ह्यूमन बींग्स ऑफन दी इंटेंशन डज नॉट गेट ट्रांसलेटेड एग्जैक्टली इन टू दी एक्चुअलिटी बट इन दैट केस इट डजेंट ये जो ये जो सेलेक्ट किया थी इस एग्जिस्टेंस का प्रोग्रेसिव क्या क्या बोलता है प्रोग्रेसिव हाँ दैट प्लीज रिमाइंड मी नेक्स्ट टाइम वेंसडे ओके ओजस भैया कुशीला कुछ और भी रिमाइंड करने के लिए आपने कहा आपने शायद नोट किया वो प्रोग्रेसिव रेवलेशन ऑफ कॉन्शियस this is the theme for this particular manifestation progressive revelation of consciousness uske darmiyan ke liye so matter to uh, so you can so uh, please remind me to give the example of say shakespeare who creates a play See Shakespeare has hundred plots and themes in his mind, but one by one he gives expression to a particular plot in a particular play. So we'll, that will be the theme for next time. Just remind me. Please make a note of it and remind me. In the class, we did something. We said that we should remind. But now you have noted. सो वील डिस्कस दैट हाउ डिड ही से फॉर इंस्टेंस शेक्सपियर्स मैकबेथ द थीम इज ओवर वॉल्टिंग एम्बिशन ओवर वॉल्टिंग एम्बिशन कैन अल्टीमेटली बिकम सेल्फ डिस्टर्ब इट एंड Uh, well, he he claims that he has no, he is innocent. But anyway. Yeah, but you know, somebody. Wow. Even on a lighter mood, I don't. Yeah. You think I? Unless the judgment is like this. Uh, I talked to Dhritarashtra. Dhritarashtra knew that. Ah. Uh, uh, actually, it is the Pandavas who should inherit. You know. But the love for the son. is what uh, what about the that is why he is made blind that is the significance of his physical blindness no no we are blind leads to our kick and kill mo this is mo mo yes so anybody who came to me said you go to karti karti will tell you how to get a bike pp here no oh. i am saying i respect mr uh, sudambar but That is the way actually it happens. Because I don't want to soil my hands. 
I should pay, you know, if, uh, but let me go through that. Otherwise, a lady who is on the death row, everybody is saying that she has killed her uh, daughter. How can you believe a murderer? You see. Because she is on the death row, she, in, in fact, uh, uh, what happened with us? Actually, all the more reason to believe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, before uh, anybody, uh, nowadays there are not many hangings. In our time, there are a lot of hangings. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. And we used to take the statement. Before he is going to be hanged, the statement will record. Last, piece. La yeah. La yeah. last, uh, you know, statement. Because you expect the truth to be told. Yes. In many cases, they said that in the present case that we have, I have been hanged. I have not committed. But it is also true that I have done four, five other murders in which I have escaped. <laughs> There are statements. Mm. Yeah, I think if, if you could realize, you would know. In the case of uh, Dr. Jain, who killed yes. his wife. Yes, yes. Who had her murdered. Had her murdered. Uh, so, all Vidya those, Jain. Those, those, those came from Bhulpur. Uh -huh. Both the brothers. Uh -huh. you know, the assassins. Uh -huh. And. Uh, and the lady Chandrika Sharma Chandra, was his... Chandra Sharma. Huh? Chandra Sharma. Chandra Sharma. She was his secretary. Yeah, you know, met all of them because we have to go every uh, 15 days, once to take the... and specially uh, condemned uh, convicts. People who including that man, you know, the man who was... Uh, that Kashmiri gentleman uh, who was... Uh, Makbul Bhatt. Mm. Yeah. You see, he was also on the death row. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, when he was hanged and all. So, when our uh, embassy, uh, you know, embassy Matre was killed, then yeah. immediately in the night, he got him hanged. Mm. So, what I'm trying to say, even this Sinawara, somebody who is, even if she's on the death row and all that, and she can give that, yes, I have, this is the way we went. People are saying that because she is a murderer, how can you believe a murderer? You know, circumstances and evidence from you. Evidence is a little corruption. Is it a Maya Kakya? Huh? Yes, I do. Is it a Maya Kakya?